Coming up on this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I discuss which company are you watching? WWE, AEW, or Impact Wrestling? Because quite frankly, the wrestling world may be in a little funk, but a brand that we didn't take seriously is starting to make a comeback, and it could be best for pro wrestling. And of course, we're touching on Booker T and Naomi. And their whole saga is we get started with episode 146 of Break It Down with Brian H. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Round presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I am your host, Brian H. Waters, and this show, of course, is brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. If you're on YouTube right now, go ahead, hit the subscribe button, and turn on the bell notifications. And, of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop that five-star review, and make sure you tell your friends about the podcast. It's we're in the middle of a pandemic and i hope and pray everybody is doing well right now be safe and of course wash your hands and wear your mask ladies and gentlemen last week you may remember i wrote an article about the wwe and how it's time for them to treat their black wrestlers better well this coming off the heels of hashtag naomi deserves a chance and a lot of people who don't understand it, what they fail to realize is, as I said time and time again, we, as Naomi fans, we want to see her just get an opportunity, not jobbing out all the time. We want to see her treated as a former world champion. When you look at Charlotte Flair and you look at Becky Lynch and you look, well, I can't even put Becky Lynch in that category right now because she's lost the title and, you know, well, she, you know, gave up the title. But you look at Sasha Banks and Bayley, when they lose their titles, they are always still treated as a world champion. They're not treated as somebody who's cast away. Now, we'll say that's how Becky Lynch was treated, even though she was like the first SmackDown um, live women's pick and then she was champion lost it and then she was kind of cast aside that's what's happening with naomi so i was looking and i saw booker t commented and it went viral a lot of people in the black wrestling community didn't like what he had to say and he basically said to hell with your hashtags and how it nobody deserves anything you gotta work hard and naomi needs to work on psychology i'm going to play a clip that was a follow-up i couldn't find that exact clip but i'm going to play the follow-up clip and go right here i never wanted the world title if it was if it was given to me that way uh me personally i wouldn't have it naomi i've said it once i said a thousand times naomi is perhaps more athletic than every female in that locker room and perhaps 90 nine percent of the females in this business but psychology and working is two different things and and, and i and i just hope and i and wish that uh i had my hands on her for you know one month naomi would look at this business a totally different way and that's just my thoughts on that hey guys 
So here's my issue with that. As as we saw Naomi, she would go ahead and tweet, we'll do Booker T, thumbs up. Um, And then we also saw, as I try to navigate, um, you know, she acknowledged that she was happy about the support. Here's my issue, folks. As black people, for my black listeners out there and for my non-black listeners out there, let me let you in on something. When it comes to things that discusses race and when it comes to a plethora of people complaining about race, it is not a good idea, in my opinion, for somebody else to publicly criticize when you is be it would be one thing i'm not saying we shouldn't call each other out but when you clearly see a lot of people are complaining that she's being treated this way because of the color of her skin it would have been better if booker would have picked up the phone and said all of this directly to naomi now i can understand him having being asked this question but i also think he could have handled it differently now, I'm not going to go as far as to say that I think he's cooning and buffooning. I really do think he would genuinely help her. But if you're saying psychology, let's not forget Naomi's husband was and his brother, his twin brother came up from under Booker T's promotion. So it's not like there's no relationship there. So my issue with that is he could have picked up the phone and said, hey, Naomi, let's work on your psychology. You got everything else right. Let's get the psychology part down. Because with other races, when these issues are brought up, you don't really see them negating the fact where somebody feels but when it comes to black people, you see this all the time. Oh, no, he's tripping. You know, it's just like with the women, right? Not comparing because they're apples and oranges. But when you have all these women speaking out against CZW, then you have somebody else come on board and say, oh, well, DJ never treated me like that. When you had the women speaking out against black sports online, the hashtag surviving BSO. Then all of a sudden you have one person who worked for the company or I should say intern did free work for the company, free labor said, well, these women should be grateful because this guy never treated me that way. So it's the same thing because you're negating people's thoughts and feelings. Now, Naomi said clearly, wow, I know you all, I know y'all got me. I know y'all got me. You always have. I appreciate all you so, so much. Thanks. So thanks for the continuous support and believing in me. She never went out there complaining. WWE don't give me a chance. She never went out there and shot. Or at least not in this case. Maybe I missed it. You know, but. I just think Booker T did Naomi a disservice and shoot, I would tell him that, tell him exactly how I feel. I think he did her a disservice knowing the platform he has, knowing the listeners he have. I just think in this case, when it comes to something like this, 
He knows that people aren't complaining just because Naomi's not getting a chance. He knows people are complaining because they feel Naomi isn't getting a chance because of the color of her skin. And that's where I do have the issue. So I'll definitely, you know, I, I'm I don't I'm not gonna say I don't partake in cancel culture. I just don't. I'm not real loud about it. Some people that I cancel you wouldn't know. I just don't partake in it. I don't mention them. I don't talk about them. Or I bash them straight up. Or well, I tell you I bash them, but I don't say, oh, I'm canceling this person. Because most of the time, especially in wrestling, cancel culture doesn't exist. So let's move on. Let's talk about the product, right? So this past Monday night on Raw, Sasha and Bailey were celebrating. Y'all know I was happy. Sasha Banks, she's the champion, right? She, she, you, as you can see right there, if you're looking on your screen on YouTube, you got Bailey with the SmackDown Women's Championship and Sasha with the Raw Women's Championship, and both ladies had the tag team titles. And Sasha let everybody know who's boss. But you know one thing I noticed that the plates wasn't changed, and as somebody who has a WWE championship belt, who has purchased additional side plates, them being WrestleMania plates, they don't take that long to take off. You In Sasha's case, she doesn't have to pay to get them ordered. You know, back in the day with the nameplate, you know, you kind of maybe had to wait. So I was like, oh boy, here we go. Something's coming up. And sure enough, it was Stephanie McMahon. I haven't seen her in a while, quite frankly. I don't think the last, I think the last time we saw Steph was that um triple h's appreciation show and she basically told sasha hey you're not the champion and oscar you didn't win the match either so that sets us up for this monday on raw we get the championship match now i do know the rumors were that vince the plan was for sasha to lose which i think would have been a bad idea but that was the plan sasha was to lose and then WWE or say Vince McMahon decided that against it and decided to go with this rinky dink finish. So what I'm hoping is, again, please put the strap on Sasha. Let's see what happens. I kind of have a gut feeling she's not going to win. I hope that I'm wrong. But then again, it's on paper. It's not on pay per view, so Sasha has a chance, right? I mean, she wins most of her championships on Raw anyway. So we'll see. I really hope they. I just hope they do the right thing, man. Moving on, the Hurt Business. They got a new member, and that is Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin defeated R-Truth for the 24-7 championship, and he is aligned himself with MVP and Lashley. I love every bit of this. Um, they and they had a six-man tag match, as we saw Ali, or I guess we call him Mustafa Ali. Well, either way, you know, he was teamed up with Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. They will get the win. I personally would love to see Ricochet and Cedric turn on Ali and join up with MVP. Why not give MVP an opportunity to work with all the black wrestlers? I'm going to tell you a little secret. Uh, I was talking to the real Dwayne Allen uh, the day I'm recording this show. and We was talking about that. He said, hey, MVP, get, go out there and get all the black wrestlers over. You know, it's a little insight. Yes, the wrestling realm, full effect. But... I really, really hope they do something here. I want to see Lashley with the strap. But I understand because Drew McIntyre has been doing his best to carry the brand. So, not necessarily in a rush to take it off of him. But if you're going to take it off of him, I hope it would be with Lashley. But I kind of think that maybe that I don't want to say that ship has sailed. 
it's just difficult, man, because we know uh, McIntyre is kind of moving forth, so we'll see. Um, you know, but um, yeah, moving forward, uh, moving on, we saw Street Profits. I've, I've, I've commended these guys over and over again, doing a phenomenal job as tag team champions. Uh, a very convincing win over Andrade and um, Lou, uh, Angel Garza this past Monday on Raw. I, I think a lot of times when people look at them, you know, first you saw Montez Ford was just the star, and he was running away from Angelo Dawkins. But I see, I, I don't see it that way anymore. I see Angelo Dawkins going out there doing his thing, and he's a solid guy, man. And, and these two are a great tag team. I don't want to look at them as which one's the Mario Gennetti and which one's the Shawn Michaels. I'm going to take my time and just really appreciate what they are giving us. Uh, I'm going to take a break, and when I get back, of course, we're going to talk some AEW. And guess what? Don't go nowhere because we are also talking Impact Wrestling tonight. So, um, But a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, I was on a panel. I hosted a panel, Wrestling for the Culture, and it was with a few of my good friends, and we talked about the racial injustices of pro wrestling. Here's a clip from that show. Make sure... Once you finish this, if you haven't seen it, go right to our YouTube channel or it's also available in the podcast archives because the show is timeless and I promise you will enjoy it. And people will put aside their, their feelings and racism and all that for that green. That green dominates any color uh, when, they, when they make it that money. So, but, you know, I think it can happen. We just got to have the right pieces in place and got to have the exposure. It's just like the conversation. What if all athletes, all black athletes went to HBCUs? Where would the money go? You know, it's that conversation. All black wrestlers went, left WWE or left AEW or left Impact Wrestling and started their own federation. What kind of a impact, what, it, what kind of impact would you have in a world of professional wrestling? Uh, well, let's be honest. When we go to these shows, well, you see a lot of African-Americans who spend a lot of money, uh, African-American kids in the cities they go to who spend money on professional wrestling. So if you took away some of the African-American money, took away some of the African-American thing and moved it into a different federation, uh, with all, Afri- all African Americans, I think you could do well, but you just got to be able to put on a good product, and you know, and that's the thing. You got to have a good product. Got to have the characters. You got to have the uh, pe- people that people can buy into. But also, you can develop those characters. We can see something we ain't never seen. You know, it's today. It's two thousand. It's twenty twenty, and we never seen a dude like a million dollar. Never seen a black million dollar man character. <laughs> you got. We never seen somebody like JBL. Uh, you know, when the last time an African-American guy came in uh, the arena with a limousine, the closest we had was MVP, you know what I'm saying? But you don't see that. And so, you know, when you look at that, I think it depends on how a promoter does it. And also learn the history of wrestling as well. You talk about one of the largest shows ever put on was done by a black booker, uh, Ernie Ladd. You know, when he booked him a junkyard dog down in New Orleans, down in Mid-South. And, you know, when you talk about this is a white man's sport, go back and do the history of professional wrestling. It was only allowed one black person in the territory. Some of y'all go to, you know, a different events and two or three or four of y'all in the room back in the day. That's why you very rarely see an Abdullah the Butcher and Kamala in the same territory. If you go back to the 60s and 70s, so, you know, it was just. Make sure y'all check that out, folks. That was a great um, conversation we had just about all the racial injustices uh, in pro wrestling, not just inside the ring, not just in the WWE, but in the independence as well. And just behind the scenes, you know, when it comes to the black wrestling bookers. So um, that was my big brother, Glenn Thomas. Uh, make sure you check out his podcast, Wrestling Marks of Excellence Radio, him, Champ Creed. Corey doing a great job over there I always you know I gotta get all them on here I, I'm, I'm gonna do that probably before the summer is up because um 
yeah, that would be cool. We we in a group chat, but I think bringing their perspective to break it down with Brian H or even wrestling for the culture, you guys, I promise you will be entertained. Um, AEW tonight, we saw Diamante taking on um, uh, Eva Lise, where she was victorious. Uh, Tony Khan announced on Twitter that she will take on Haruku Haruku Shida in a non-title match next week. So Diamante earning her stripes over in AEW. You know, she was over in Impact Wrestling. She's been wrestling around the world. But now getting on the AEW brand, more people getting to see her. The women's division over there, they have so much talent. I just don't know what it is. Um, and, and, and I'm, you know, reveal another conversation. When I was talking to Corey uh, yesterday, who was all on the call, and one thing he brought up, he said, Nala Rose should have been the first champion. Because even though, um, and I forgot the lady's name who was the champion, uh, but even though she was champion, the countdown was, okay, when is Nala getting a title? And that's all it was. And, that was a disservice to that young woman where if you would have just put the title on Nala first in DC where she's from and from the area, you would have got that big pop and you know, you could have set the tone for the women's division. But I think a lot of times what's happening over there is they just automatically assume we know who people are. And you, you're one thing I was listening to Jim Ross's book. And under the uh, black hat. And one thing he said was when they did the initial SmackDown show, Vince McMahon was constantly in his ear. ear. It's a new audience, JR. It's a new audience, JR. It's a new audience. And while that would have been annoying, it made so much sense. Because, yeah, I was watching SmackDown. My friend, I mean, watching Raw. A lot of my friends was watching Raw. We're talking height of the attitude era. But you're going to UPN. So you have people who watch the shows on UPN. They're like, oh, well, what's this wrestling thing? Well, let me check it out. I remember Hulk Hogan and them. So he had to reintroduce that. And that's one thing I don't think AEW has done a great job when it comes to introducing new people. So um, let's see. Moving on. Why can't I'm trying to get my screen? There we go. Uh, no. So Lance Archer tonight. <laughs> he um, you know, I was wondering where he's been. And I was me and the real Dwayne Allen was talking about this. I was like, where's Lance Archer been? You know, he went on this streak, beating up everybody. All of a sudden, he loses to Cody, and then we don't see him. Well, tonight we saw him, and he was just wreaking havoc all over the locker room. So he got that mean streak in him. I want to see what happens with him next. I mean, quite frankly, the guy looks like a million bucks. He should be challenging John Moxley for the championship. I don't care what anybody says. Lance Archer looks like somebody who belongs in the main event picture. And he's got one of the most, if not the most brilliant mind in the business right beside him being Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, back to the women's division. AEW announced that they are having a women's tag team cup tournament. And the Nightmare Sisters, Brandy Rose and Allie, will be a part of it. So I think this is going to be interesting. When I look at these two, I saw, I was watching AEW Dark, and 
you know, they were working out, getting ready for this, and they were constantly trying to one-up each other. And I get they're trying to be different. Not really a big fan of it, but I'm going to see where it goes because I, I want to like this tag team. I think they can do well together, but I want to see where it goes. also want to see who are going to be the teams. Who who will we see in this tag team tournament? Will we see Nala Rose team up with somebody? You know, will they turn this into a tag team championship? Do they feel they have enough roster? They have a plethora of women on the roster, so why not? Let's see what happens. And yeah, people would say, well, it's just like WWE. Well, so what? So, only time will tell. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and take a break. When I get back, we're going to talk some M impact wrestling folks i know i ain't talked about impact wrestling in so long on this show but man i tell you it's been um it's been really good i've I've enjoyed it so here we go we'll talk about it when we come back but before we go there make sure if you haven't checked out the 20 questions episode make sure you check it out on youtube exclusively um here's a preview for that What's up, wrestling fans? My name is The Real Dwayne Allen. This is Brian A. Tortoise, and we are The Wrestling Realm. And today, we bring you a new show. Something new to the Wrestling Realm Network, that we call it now, our YouTube channel, network, whatever things may be, man, you name it. Nevertheless, we got a new show. It is called 20 Questions, where myself and Brian A. Tortoise will go rapid fire and we'll answer 20 different questions about a number of different subjects. But today, today, we figure for those that don't know us, you can get to know the realm just a little bit better than maybe you had before. So today, I asked Brian H. Waters 20 questions so you, the fans, can kind of get to know this gentleman right here. Brian H., you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Yep. 20 questions on the clock. First pro wrestling memory. First pro wrestling memory, Hogan vs. Warrior, just getting ready, being in the car with my grandfather, and him describing that we get ready to go home and watch wrestling these things. All right. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So that was, that's just one question. I'll let you get one question um, from the 20 questions episode. So it was 20 questions from me, 20 questions from the real Dwayne Allen. And like I said, comment um, your answers. Let me know who was your first, uh, your, your first favorite wrestler, your first favorite wrestling crush, your first show you've been to. Let us know in the comments too. We want to connect with each and every one of you. We're wrestling fans. So we want to do that. So, like I said, the Good Brothers, folks, they are in NXT, I mean, excuse me, in Impact Wrestling. I was listening to that podcast, and I have to say, man, it's um, it's real crazy that, you know, the, the fact that they left the WWE, you know, they wanted to finish their careers there. Unfortunately, the pandemic happened, and also with the pandemic, you know, you had... Paul Heyman get them out of there, which led to the friction between him and AJ Styles. But guess what? That means we got AJ on um, SmackDown, which means more matches with him and Daniel Bryan. But uh, it, it is unfortunate um, that they did leave because you look at the program they was in. But I'm excited for their, their Impact Wrestling run. You you look over there, and I was listening to TW. Uh, from Terrence, um, my buddy Terrence, uh, TW talking about, and when talking about wrestling podcast, make sure you check that out. And he gave a great in-depth review of Slammiversary. So, uh, I, sh- I should have asked him for permission to get a piece of the audio, but go over there and you listen to it once you finish listening to this. Uh, but I promise you, it was a great episode, um, with the way he broke everything down, you know, but 
you know, like I said, I so you know, full disclosure, like I said earlier, I'm away. So because I'm away, not in Baltimore right now, I can watch Impact. And I'm just like, oh man, you know what? I finally get to see this. So, um, but I, I'm going to be watching some more of this because, like I said, the Good Brothers, they are obviously just being able to see them guys get cut loose. I'm ready to see Carl Anderson and really see what he will do. Uh, and, and that's what I was hoping to see in WWE. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see that. But I want to see what they're going to do over there. I'd like to see them run things. Um, on Impact, uh, we did see Chris Bay, the new X Division champion, give Willie Mack a rematch. Of course, he retained the championship. So, congratulations to him. Speaking of Chris Bay, I got I can't go without mentioning this. You know, a good buddy of mine, Black G's, was on Twitter, and you know, he pretty much said like Impact, y'all talking all this stuff. You know, he said maybe he got called people out, and I'm saying this on the show, on Break It Down with Brian H. That yes, Impact Wrestling needs to give Black G's a chance. Yeah, he was Rashad Cameron in 2012, but no, we want to see Black G's over there. Give him a shot, man. That's what we want to see. So, um, yeah, man, and spread the word. If you don't agree with me, tweet at me and tell me why you don't agree with me, and tag him at G's215. You know, if you're real bold, um. EC3, EC3 is back, uh, I was like, so listen to Terrence, and uh, he brought up a good point about him going over to uh, AEW, and it will be crazy, because quite frankly, MJF, who's now soon to be challenging for the world championship, has kind of stolen his gimmick, and quite frankly, he's kind of doing it better than he is, in my opinion. But I want to see what happens with him. This is clearly a better place for EC3. He wasn't going to be. He wasn't being used right in the WWE. He wasn't giving a full shot. They made him look like, as a Champ Creed said, a jacked up car salesman. So I'm happy to see him back at home. I'm really excited about seeing this reset that Impact Wrestling is doing. And of course, you know, Eddie Edwards is the true Impact Wrestling world champion as he was um victorious this past sunday uh, eddie edwards is somebody i've always enjoyed wrestling uh actually a few years ago um went saw him at a bar after a ring of honor show that that ring of honor after party you know real cool to talk to but i you know none of that just He's somebody that I like. I really enjoy watching his matches, and um, you know, back in the day, and I was looking at some old Ring of Honor footage where him and Davy Richards was beating the crap out of each other. But Davy Richards, to me, just never had that personality where Eddie Edwards had. You know, had a little bit more personality. So, um, and then we also crowned new tag team champions at Impact as the Motor City Machine Guns have regained their coveted Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships beating the north so congratulations to them but ladies and gentlemen that will do it for this week's episode of break it down with brian h i will be back in studio either friday or next wednesday or maybe just one random day i just decide i want to talk wrestling um but make sure you subscribe to the show as as always make sure you subscribe to the podcast um you know where you can find it at so uh, make sure you do that. Um, as I always say, tell a friend, tell a friend about it, and that way they know about the wrestling realm. And until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.